Rugby, it's Peps, and tonight we are doing the 2022 Adelaide season preview. And the simple question I have is this. Will it be the year where the Crows just nest themselves at the bottom of the AFL ladder? Or are they hoping to perch themselves a couple of rungs higher? I can't answer that for you, but I've reached out to the wild east or west, west of Adelaide. <laughs> we've got Sam, we've got Lauren from Here We Crow. Team, welcome to Lace Out. Thanks for having us, Pets. Yeah, Very pleased to be here. Oh, I am pumped. And can I just say, I've been checking out the iTunes uh, podcasting charts. You're rocketing up there uh, very, very nicely. You must be happy with how things are going so far. Yeah, we're pretty stoked. We are the new kids on the block when it comes to Crows pods. Um, yep. But, you know, we're all Crows tragics and uh, happen to have some good chemistry between us. So, yeah, it's working out quite nicely. Now, I know there is another Crows podcast, which I'm happy to mention, the Crows cast, because I, yeah. I interviewed uh, interviewed them last year. What's the point of difference? Why should I turn the dial your way instead of uh, the institution that is the Crows cast? Oh, that's a contentious one. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to tell you we're so much better than them. <laughs> hey, no, I love look. honesty. <laughs> no, nah, not at all. The Crowcaster, they've been stalwarts in the Crows podcasting game for a long time. I've been an avid listener to them for, God, I think it'll be 10 years now. Uh, they've, they're a lot more probably analytical than we are, a bit more sort of nitty-gritty, that side of things. We like to have a bit more fun, maybe poke a bit more fun at our own team as well. So, yeah, that's probably the main difference. So, so you're real. You're real. Well, That's what well, it is. You, we're realistic. <laughs> don't, you don't let the stats tell the story. It comes from the heart. Isn't that what yeah, football is all about? It's from the heart. And I can tell just by listening to the both of you, there is a lot of love for the Adelaide Crows at the moment. Massive but love for the Crows, yeah. So give me the heads up. Give it to me. What do you expect and what do you feel for the Crows in 2022? Just from what you've seen, from what you've heard, what you've read on the Twitter sphere. Give it to oh, me. If we went by what we've heard and read, we're not going to go very well. <laughs> okay, so there's your 2022 season preview. <laughs> if we're talking as uh, the Crows tragics that I say we are, I think we do have a lot of hope for the Crows this year. We really are hoping that the rebuild is forming in the Knicks era, who we absolutely frock on. We love Nixie and we think the boys do as well. And I think that is going to uh, elevate us, definitely. So, you're, Lauren, did you say you're, you're frothing on Nixie? I love, oh, I love Matthew. It is legit. <laughs> well, good on him because he's been there two years and it, let's be honest, it is a rebuild. You know, you, don't, you only have to look yeah. at the – there's two key uh, metrics that we look at. How many games have they played? How old are they? You're 18th for games played and you're 18th for age. You can't ask for really – there's not much more you can do with that. So it is a genuine rebuild. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Patience. Coming from somebody who's seen more, <laughs> that many rebuilds over the last number of years, I was trying to find an analogy. Who's had more rebuilds than us? Probably the Queensland flooded areas. They've had more rebuilds. <laughs> but outside of that, you've you just got to be stick, be patient. And if you be patient, when, the, when it all comes in, you're just going to sit back and say, we did the hard yards. That's it. And we've exactly. been patient for uh, about 20 years now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're, so you, we're well versed at that. You thought, hold on, 97, 98, how easy is this game? And then yeah. nothing. I get yeah. it. I, I get it. I get it. Oh, what do I mean 20 years? Hold on, didn't you do something in 2017? 
Yeah, we don't remember yeah, that. Well, no, I don't know. Don't remember that one? No. 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 A bit of a blur? <laughs> yeah. 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 Nothing, nothing really exciting happened around there. We had that 217, 218 mark. No. no, no. That's it. And, the, the, and the Crows have stayed out of the news over the last few years as well too. So not many people outside of Adelaide would know they exist. Yeah, no, no pretty not well. newsworthy at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no news whatsoever. All right. So there's got to be something exciting that that's, you're looking at for this year. There's, there's got to be some hope, you know. Hope stands for hold on, pain ends. So there's got to be something there for you all. What is it, I Sam? I like that. Sounds yeah, very I'm nice. glad we're rolling with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've had a lot of hope over the years, <laughs> and it ended last year, trust me. <laughs> what, 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 are you, what are you liking about them at the moment, Sam? Or what, what's your feelings towards the team this year? Oh, look, I think – I think we're making a lot of the right steps. Uh, yep. <laughs> after the camp, after 2017, like we just spoke to, we sort of hit rock bottom, I think, and or we, we legitimately hit rock bottom of the ladder. Uh, since then, getting Matthew Nix in, change of culture, uh, just a change of mindset. The, the, the club just seems like a nice place to be now. We're getting players signing on. Uh, we're getting players coming to the club, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, it's just it feels positive we're not i don't think any of us are sitting here going we're gonna rock it into finals contention this year but uh it feels like it's going to be a positive year even if we don't do that i will i will be totally upfront with you i have picked you to finish last yeah we listened okay <laughs> i think there's been a few of us that have said that you're going to finish yeah, last but that's only. not disrespectful yeah. it's just somebody has to yeah and when I look at your makeup here, look, you've only got seven players that have played more than 100 games. Yeah. Okay. Ge- yeah. Geelong have got more players over the age of 30 on their list. <laughs> all right. Let's put things in perspective here, all right? But if, yeah. if, if you're a realist and you know Matthew Nix is the right guy, why do you think he's the right guy, Lauren? Because I can see the smile on your face when I mention Nixie. Watch this. Nixie. <laughs> what, 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 what do you like about him, his, his style? Uh, you said whole, you've only got half an hour, Pep. I have got only half an hour. I can, I'll, but the, I do not edit anything here. It's all from the heart. <laughs> well, look, um, you know, we've we've had obviously had the pleasure of, like Sam said, we've been watching uh, the boys. Uh, you know, we watch all the press conferences and things like that, and no one has a bad word to say about Matthew Nix. I actually have met Matthew Nix, and I can tell you that in person, he exudes that energy of awesomeness and energy, can, energy. It's the energy. Oh, it's the, it's, it's the energy. The, the smile, Peps, just the smile. <laughs> I tell you what, like I can see exactly why the boys are getting around him. Yep. But, yeah, I think it's it's definitely uh, his attitude towards the game. And, you know, he's kind of – he's lucky that he does have a young squad who are going to buy into what he's saying. And I think, um, yeah, he's just – he's on the right track. And I feel like uh, once our – whatever our game plan is, when that is in place and the boys have got their head around it, I feel like it's going to be really, really exciting for us. I will say, from 2021, there were two things that you did that surprised the hell out of probably everybody. It happened in round one and it happened in round 23. When you beat Geelong, (laughs) we loved it. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely loved it over here. We loved it too. Oh Dad's God. army copped the flogging. Danger gets weeks. It doesn't get better than that. And then what I have seen what you did last year, you could have tanked in that last round. Yeah. Went out, you won. You could have had position one or two in the draft. You slotted yourselves up to 15th. That's, that's, 
that to me isn't a team that rests on its laurels. They'll just do whatever they need to do. We'll win if we have to. That that's that's awesomeness, and that is a that's a culture you can't teach that. And I know there have been other clubs that have just thrown in the towel. How can we almost deliberately lose? Not tanking, uh, manipulate uh, positions. To, to get higher up in the draft, you went, no, nah, we'll play the game to win. That's how yeah. we're going to play. And you, you did it. So. You mentioned the round one Geelong game, and um, I'm, I was there. I'm not sure if Sam was there. But um, that the energy there after the first quarter, like there was a standing ovation in the, in the break because you could feel the energy of the crowd. They absolutely could not believe that this is how the Crows were coming out. Like everyone was kind of in shock and awe. And I feel like that energy carried through to a lot of our wins. And I know there wasn't many of them, but uh, the game against Hawthorne, as soon as I got to the ground, there was just this energy in the air. Like we knew something was going to happen. We knew that we were going to get it. Uh, yeah, it was just, I think the the belief uh, from the the uh, fans is also there, and I think that is what's carrying the boys to want to win and not, like you say, tank. We also noticed you conveniently left off one of our other major wins last year, Peps. I can't recall them all. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have too many to choose from, Sam. Let's be honest here. We we only had seven. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> what was the other one? Oh, no, no, that one. Yeah, that was dodgy. Like yeah. You beat Melbourne. <laughs> I forgot about the Melbourne one, and that wasn't yeah. deliberate, but it was dodgy. That should have been our free, and you can't deny that. But we lost the game. We lost the game, you know, when you're uh, was it three goals up with a few minutes to go, you should ice the game. You just yeah. beat us. It was awesome. You know, yeah. and good, that's what footy is. That's what we love, footy. Um, yeah. A lot of that was to do with a certain individual who had his best season in front of goal since the 2017 grand final year, Mr. Walker. Yep. Okay, and you could almost say it was his best season in front of goals almost since 2012 when he played 19 games and kicked 63. He had 17 and 48. So he was like, he copped it big time. Is he still going to be able to do it? Is he still going to be able to you know, perform up front? And it was almost like, okay, I'm fitter. He was amazing in those first, probably first three quarters of the season. Yeah. Absolutely. Obviously, yeah, obviously we know what happened towards the back end. What's the fallout? Because we don't obviously over here in the, in the Eastern States hear as much of that. What's the fallout been? What, what have you heard? Has he been welcomed back into the group? Has he had to sort of bide his time? What's your yeah. overall feeling? Yeah, from, from what we've been able to tell, he's sort of made his way back into the team and the, the overall makeup of the side fairly comfortably. Uh, you know, obviously he's going to miss the first, was it four games through suspension, I think, yeah. Um, still. Yeah, um, but as far as I know, he's, been, he's going to be welcome back into the side. Um, yep. He's obviously getting on now. Uh, like I don't think there would have been too many Crows fans who would have been surprised if he called it quits last year, when especially when everything went down with the suspension. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I think he's actually going to probably have a bit of an easier time of it this year because he's going to have another player that we're hoping is going to take another step. Oh, uh, are you talking about the guy's name? If you've got a lisp, it's impossible to say. <laughs> That's the one. Yes. <laughs> Tell uh, us about. Tell us about him. Tell us about him, Sam. Get us excited, and then I'll just get Lauren to talk about Nixie for a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I don't think you're going to meet any Crows fans that aren't too, um, pretty excited about what Thilthorpe is going to be able to do. I'm actually still not entirely sure how to say his name, to be honest. I say Thilthorpe, which is, yeah, a person with a list. We just call nightmare. him Filthy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just call him Filthy. That's – Yeah. Make it – keep it simple. Uh, he, he's just – in. 
like just amazingly agile for a guy of his size. His kicking action is absolutely elite. Uh, if he can get the ball over 15, between 15 and 20 times a game and anywhere close to goal, he's just going to be an absolute weapon. And he almost won He virtually won his first game off his own boot, didn't he, that game? Was yeah. it kicked four in his first? Was it four or five in the five, first? I think it was five. five. Kick five? Yeah. He's a big unit. Like, I'm only going by stats off draftguru.com.au. We're looking at a hundred, uh, 201 centimetres and 100 kegs. Yeah. <laughs> and he's 19. Well, yeah. that's, a, that's, a big per- that's a big unit yeah. in anyone's he, language. <laughs> <laughs> he still looks a bit gangly, but he is just – he is so strong. Uh, and he's he, he moves like a player 15 centimetres shorter than him. Yep. And by all accounts, one of the most professional uh, in terms of uh, training and um, what's required in the system. So, you know, for someone who's just come in, that's really, really positive. Setting the standards, isn't he, Lauren? He is, yeah. Do you know, all, do you know who also setting the standards? Oh, tell me. Tell me, Nixie. Pets. Nixie. Oh, yeah. Nixie sets the standards too. I'm just going to rip that one out. Hey, um, so Brad Crouch, Brad Crouch did a runner and went over to the Saints. That's worked out well so far. Um, Changed this week, I heard. Pardon? Oh, is he? Not even named on the field. Mm. Oh, too bad. That's a shame. There is one person, though, that you've got that I think a few people over here are a little bit, they are excited about. Just from what we've seen, what we've heard, Mr. Josh Rochelle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The beautiful freak, we like to call him. <laughs> the beautiful freak. Why is he the yeah. beautiful freak, Lauren? Because from what he's done, he's not like he's not huge. He's only 180 and 81 kegs, so he's not massive. He's not small, but there's just something about him. He just knows where the footy is. He's definitely a medium-sized forward, um, but, yeah, he's come, he's come in completely ready. And uh, it was actually our co-host, Ben, that came, came up with the beautiful freak. Uh, he has mm. a song. Yeah, it's an eel song. Yeah. <laughs> it's Love a song that. for Rochelle. Um, and he's quite beautiful, actually, in real life. He's a very tanned uh, Italian man. So um, I think it's going to be nice to watch. If you can see the vision whilst I'm doing this, listeners, uh, Lauren is just just <laughs> yeah. smiling from ear to ear. Oh, oh, no. I, could, I just have to mention any me. Adelaide player and you watch the smile. I'll just pick somebody um, at random here. What about Rory Sloan? Like good old oh, yeah, Capitan. Has he just got – has he just got – when I say better from his leadership capabilities, he's just – the more he's playing, the better he just seems to get. Um, That's what I, I see. I think that uh, – I actually think that Sloane is probably not going to play a lot of footy this year, to be honest. He yep. is a okay. bruised and battered man. Yep. He's been playing for a long time. Uh, you're right, though. His leadership is phenomenal, and that's why he's our captain. He's been like that all the – like, forever. He's he's never not been a leader, even when he wasn't captain and Tex was the captain. Um, but it was always Rory number two. So yep. in terms of, yeah, captaincy and leadership, um, he's one of the greatest. And, you know, we are much better for having him. But, yeah, I can't see him getting into footy quite as much this year. It's going to really depend on how our young guns go, I reckon. I, th- I think you're right. You're going to have to get to a point now where you, you go, all right, We've got people like Sloan, Walker. Walker, you're going to have to play because outside of Riley, Riley T, we don't, we don't really have much from a forwards perspective. So we're going to have to play Tex down there. And look, you know what? It was looking pretty, pretty Mickey Mouse, and you're probably going to be great, Nick, just having those extra few weeks off at the start of the year and that hunger to redeem himself. Paul Seedsman, over the age of 30, Luke Brown, 29, Rory Laird, 
28, and then you go to Matt Crouch at 27. So what are we looking at there? Two, four, six, seven players, and then the rest of your list is 26 or under. No wonder why you're the youngest list. So your top end maturity is just just isn't there because they've either retired or left and gone to other clubs. You know, Betts, Crouch, two examples that we've just thrown there out at the moment. So there is going to be a bit of pain because those young kids just not going to be able to do it all by themselves. But you get 50, 60, 70 games into them, you do the you get the pain now. It's going to pay off big time in probably two or three years' time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, yep. we sort of uh, polled our little group here because uh, the two of us weren't going to be able to join tonight. And mm. uh, that was a theme of, of everybody's really was that that sort of top end, uh, like over 100 games talent just isn't there in our team. Um, so with the, yeah, we, we understand there's going to be some pain. Yeah. But there's also, when, when in there's pain, you know, there's also some pleasure out of the pain. All right, yep. you don't have to. It's not always the, it's not always the bad stuff. So, just from the preseason side of things, who's caught your eye? Like, oh, didn't see this one coming. What's um, who has who has got you excited so far? This preseason. Well, Tell us about pretty, someone we don't know about. We're all pretty much on the same page with this, uh, pets. Um, one of the players that's really stood out to us is Ned McHenry. Uh, Yes. We've, always, we've all loved him um, since he jumped on board, but he is just one of those aggressive attacking players that just plays with heart. And um, I think he's just taken it He's taken it to the next level uh, in this preseason. And I feel like he might have a bit of a breakout year this year, old Nettie. Yep. So really excited for him. Um, the other one's Harry Schomburg. Uh, we're all big fans of Shawnee. Um, again, uh, I feel like he's going to be a bit of a surprise packet. I think he had a few people talking at, towards the end of last year because of some of his uh, time in the midfield. But, again, I think he'll just – because, you know, he's got he's had one more preseason in him. He's going to take it up to another level again. Yeah. And um, we're all obviously very excited to have Wayne Miller back uh, playing after a long time with no footy. So, um, hopefully he can stay injury-free and really make an impact. There's there's a, there's a name that I just 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 popped up on my screen that I I don't know where he is at, and he looks he looks like Tarzan. He could play like Tarzan, but sometimes <laughs> you think, "Where's Jane?" And that's mm. not picking on Jane. I'm just going by the saying. But Darcy Fogarty, <laughs> like <laughs> what, what what's what's going on with him? Because he's 192 and 95. That's a lot of big – there's a lot of bigness right there. And I remember in his first couple of games, I was like, hello, pros have got one here. He just hasn't kicked on. No. Loosened our leg arms. Uh, yeah. we, we, all, we actually have a, a fog watch segment on our podcast and <laughs> we usually just run the opener and then don't really say anything because he doesn't do much. Uh, yep. Living up to his name, Pep. Yeah. He's disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> can't see him. Can't see him. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, he, he's had some fantastic games, but I absolutely can't disagree with anything you've just said. Uh, he, he hasn't taken that step to be the forward that he probably can be when you look at our big years. He's an absolute beast, yeah. uh, but, but he just doesn't play that way. Uh, we're watching thing in the group chat. I think I'll, I put in the group chat last night. I just wish he played a little bit more like Norton uh, well, because. <laughs> well, do you know he's had the 11th most Brownlow votes for your current list? <laughs> well, that's terrifying. Isn't it? yeah. I think it's only just how little we've had. It's only one. It's yeah. only one, <laughs> but say. it's the 11th most. So, yeah. you know. 
He's in fine company there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just watch him and, and then I watch somebody else uh, who played last year and I remember it was a game at the MCG where we did pants you and I was talking about the demons here. But it was actually a, quite a quality game. But a guy by the name of Paul Seisman, mm. I know he's pushing 30 years of age, but he was just playing it. He's, he's almost got better. As he's gone on, it's it's incredible. He's he's 132 games, so what's that? 130, uh, 40. So hopefully 150 by the end of the year. He's had his obviously his troubles throughout his career, but he's just he doesn't look his age. Where you know people hitting 30, 31, you can notice that they he just kept going and kept going, and he and he's well, from what I've seen, foot skills, um, his capacity to run was outshining a lot of the younger ones as well too. So. You've got to take a bit of carry. You've got to take a bit of, you know what, put on your seeds. You know, it's not easy getting older and running around with the young bucks, but he's having a crack. He's a really good example of one of the senior players who has bought in to Nixie's yeah. plan. And it's really unfortunate. He's actually suffering um, from concussion problems at the moment, so he won't be uh, playing for we actually don't know how long. And that's quite distressing. Um, how, how bad is it, Lauren? Because, we, we, like I said, another, obviously being out of the state, we haven't heard much about it. How bad is his concussion or what have you heard about it? Well, it's kind of been a bit up and down, but um, it's apparently, you know, he has a good training session and then kind of gets a bit flat the next day. Lingering symptoms, uh, which, you know, obviously they want to be very, very careful, um, especially because, you know, he's an important player. He's just signed on for a two-year contract extension. Um, he's you know, training they, in sunnies. He's training in sunglasses. Oh, well, he's, he's, he's the Adelaide version of Mason Cox. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I said but... maybe they could start. Hopefully. Wouldn't it be awesome if uh, Richmond got coxed? If uh, <laughs> if we planted the seed and Richmond got done by him in the sunnies as well too? Uh, yeah, that's a shame because it is a it, shame, and yeah. it, it, when did it? It must have happened at must have happened in the last couple of weeks or in training. It must have occurred. It, yeah, was, it was in training. training. He yeah. copped a big knock apparently. Um, it was last year. It was a while back. Head. Yeah, it was actually in December last year, just yep. before Christmas. So um, they're going to take their time with seeds. And Nixie's pretty confident that he will come back into the side, but whether or not that will be in a couple of weeks or a month yep. or three months, like it's really hard to say. So, yeah, we've all got our fingers crossed because we would really hate to see this be a career-ending thing for him. Oh, of course, like I said, he's 30 years of age, comes third in the Malcolm Blight medal. Rory Laird takes it out, and I'll ask you about him in a moment. Uh, the piano man, Ben Keys, he came out at um, second. Then you had your Brody Smith, <laughs> Tom Doty, um, Taylor Skywalker, Jake Kelly. That's that's a disappointing one. I, I, obviously, more opportunity over Essendon. I don't know. You can throw that one out. I'll ask you whether he just wanted to jump ship. You got uh, the mobile phone man, Riley O'Brien, uh, <laughs> butts on seats, and then Sloan and McHenry. So it's a bit of old, bit of new, bit old school, bit of new school in your in your mm-hmm. top ten from last year. Uh, Jake Kelly, like he looked like he was really slotting in nicely down the back line. Everything was. And then I actually found it surprising he jumped to Essendon. Yeah, I'll take this one because Lauren will take another fifteen minutes. <laughs> Another one of her favourites. Uh, <laughs> Lauren, is there anyone who's not a favourite? And you no, can. I love them all. I love them all. <laughs> She's not biased. Really Who, who's bad? Who's who's bad crow? Because obviously Lauren's good crow on the work on on the podcast. 
Who's bad crow? Uh, you've probably got you've probably got both sides yeah, sitting right like, here. Actually, the devil you know. <laughs> oh, okay, then fair enough. But um, uh, Jake Kelly, yeah. Um, look, I I don't think you find too many crows fans who like, follow the team super closely who were too yeah. disappointed to see him go. Oh, okay. Uh, the whipping boy for the yeah. crows. Is he? I didn't realize that. Uh, like loved him. He played a massive role in the in the season that we made the grand final. Uh, uh, he'll pay, he'll be a, a very solid player for Essendon, but I think long term in our back line, it, he's got some issues with uh, decision making. Uh, quite often, takes him quite a while to to make a decision on where it's going to go. Which you know, in a back line that was under pressure a lot, it wasn't ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I've, I've been through that. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've been through that. It's yes. Yeah. We've we've all had the hands in the, face in the hands type of players and the, the coach yeah. killers. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everybody has the whipping boy. So maybe it was like you know maybe you and maybe you and Lauren caused him to leave. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That might be it. Yeah. I'm not saying. Probably sad to see him go, but yeah. um. Oh, that's yeah. nice, Lauren. Look, uh, you know, I understand <laughs> they were they were. You know, like we were talking about, they're in a rebuild and, um, you know, some people are going to have to make room for the new new era. And yep. he was one of them. So, yep. yeah. Yep. All right. I've got to ask you about your crosstown rivals, Port Adelaide. <laughs> All right. <laughs> were you guys loving the fact that they choked in that prelim last year? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> was it, what, 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 what was going around in the Adelaide chat rooms last year, prelim final night? Port Adelaide almost just had to turn up and play, and they had that, and they stunk it up a ripper. Well, I mean, tell I us, tell us what like, you were feeling when that happened. I honestly don't think any Adelaide fan was that surprised that that happened because. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, trust me. Speak to the Port Adelaide supporters, and they weren't surprised either. No, yeah, no. they do have a bit of a reputation for shitting the bed when it's important. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a there's 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 a. My co-host with the most, Jamie the J Dog Wallace. He's a massive port man. He's on Ken Watch. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, all. Uh, they all as well too. But um, and Vossi's gone. Vossi's over to the Blues. Yep. Uh, just to let you know, at the time of this recording, they're already twenty points down. Sad. Uh, yes. It's sad, isn't it? It's really sad. Although we we hate Richmond equally, so it's oh, yeah. it's not I can fun. understand. Who, who do you hate more, Richmond or Port? Oh, actually, no, I'm going to say Richmond. I think yeah. I hate Richmond more. It's easier to hate a team who's won four flags than it is yep. yeah. a team who hasn't. Yeah, so. I agree with that. <laughs> if Dan was here, he would say absolutely poor. But, um, I mean, you know, uh, going back to SNFL days, I'm a massive hate, uh, hate, <laughs> hater, poor <laughs> hater. Yep, glad to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I support Norwood, so I've grown up hating poor yeah. forever. So. Oh, Jesus. Good to hear. Good to hear. We like an banter on this. <laughs> all righty. So out of all out of all the um the good looking guys on the the list, and you can both answer this, who's your breakout star for the year? So I know we mentioned a few names earlier on, but who's the name that maybe not many people have known about? And then when we come back at the end of the year and we play this, we'll go. Tell you what, Sam and Lauren, were they on the ball when they dropped in their season preview? Insert name here, it was going to have a breakout season. Start with you, Lauren, because I'm tipping that you've been keeping your eye on them uh, a lot more from a physical perspective than Sam. 
Oh, yeah. It's not always like that for me, uh, Peps, you know. Well, if it's not, you haven't really given me that impression over the last uh, half an hour. (laughs) Put it this way, I'm more in Nixie's age bracket than any of the players on the team, so. uh. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Like I said, just because you might be on a diet doesn't mean you can't look at the menu. Well, that's true. <laughs> Tell my partner that. Um, <laughs> apart from uh, who we've already mentioned, uh, McHenry, Schomburg, obviously Rochelle, um, big, big pick for us, and yep. we're really hoping he has um, a huge debut year. Um, the other person I'm going to say, um, other than Filthy, is Mitch Hinge, who we actually had a oh, chat with this week on the podcast. Mitch Hinge. Yeah, what a name. So you get Riley Thilthorpe and then you get Mitch Hinge. Mitch Hinge. Jeez, Mitch Hingey. All right, the swinger. What, are you, what, what is it about uh, Hingey that you've well, – um... Yeah, round one last year he came on as the med sub during the Geelong game. He dislocated yeah. his shoulder twice. Came back on after the first one, did it again, came off, had a year off, had surgery. And during the preseason, he's um, basically taken the season role um, nice. yep. on the wing instead of uh, in the back. And – He's kicked a few goals and, yeah, he's just looking really good. And I feel like if he keeps it up and doesn't get injured, he may he, he may be the one to have his breakout year this year. And he'd be hungry too because he came through the rookie list, picked 20 in 2016. So he has, you know, he has that desire. It's not just, you know, given to him. Here's a couple of years. He has to scratch and bite and get everything to get, to get on that list, which – uh, he has. He's not a rookie anymore. He's he's on the list. He's on the list. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. They, they're the ones. They're the ones that are going to take your club really far. It'd be kind of cool yeah. to do. Take have a look at your rookies and then have a look at maybe your top tens and see who's had better careers over the last ten years. I'd be kind of interested, not just you, but all clubs, just yeah. to sort of see how have they worked out. Because I know from my club, I think a lot of the top tens that we picked didn't do anything, and a lot of our rookies. Uh, have have excelled. Yeah, it'd be interesting to sort of see on yours. Similar for you as well, too. Who about yeah. you, Sam? Who's um, who have you? Who are you a little bit uh, mm-hmm. looking forward to? <laughs> uh, I think probably the obvious one is Schomburg yep. through the midfield. I think he's going to take a fairly uh, massive role in the midfield this year. Centre bounce tendencies are going to go up. I, if it was if it wasn't him, I'd probably go with. But down back, I think he'll become a lot more of a household name. He held up yep. our defence last year, hoping that he won't be under so much pressure this year, which would be nice. Well, um, the Schoenberg, he's almost had two full seasons too, hasn't he? So it's almost yeah. like when he first started, he's been virtually in the team, hasn't been able to, to drop out. Um, 22 games, yeah, eight games, and then played all 22 last year as well too. Yeah. yeah. So he's now, you know, that 30 game window, he really feels comfortable. He's part of the team. He can take it to that next step. And he's a he's a young buck as well, too. So you can't can't ask for much more. That. Yeah. And what a name. Show just could you imagine if Bruce was still going? Schoenberg. <laughs> Show me Schoenberg. Schoenberg. It's just got Bruce written all over it. Now, unfortunately, somebody, even though we all love Nixie, he is going to be tapping somebody on the shoulder at the end of the year and going, say, I think we might have to just put you in the put you in the pasta and all the best pasta pasture and all the best with your future endeavors. Who's that going to be? I'll start with you this one, Sam. Who's done? Yeah. Are we talking old players or are we talking new players? Doesn't matter. matter. Who do you think that look, if they don't do something this year, they could be gone. 
I think we've got a few forwards floating around, a few small forwards that are going to yep. be struggling to, to make the list at the end of the year. Okay. Um, I have to admit, I don't know the exact contract statuses, but we've got a couple that I think once the team's up and rolling, that yep. I'd be reasonably disappointed if they were still part of the, the, the grand plan, yep. if that yep. makes sense. So uh, names like Shane, Mc, Shane McAdam and um, Rowie, um, oh, Murphy. Murphy, Murphy was the other one I was had in my mind. So they're all, all quite small forwards, all aren't. Um, that quick, yep. uh, yeah, they're all not all going to fit in the side. So, and now that Rochelle's there, it's oh, it's like you know when you, when you talk about Rochelle, it's like when I spoke to the Collingwood guys and the Collingwood guys, I said, "What's what's what do you want for the end of the year?" He goes, "We just want twenty-one Nick Dacosses and a <laughs> a Pendlebury. That's all he yeah. wants." Yeah. If you want, if you want um, 20, 21 Rochelle's and a insert another name here. Please be my guest. Be yeah. my guest. What about you, Lauren? What about you, Lauren? If if if, if Sam's given from maybe the the, the, the rookie perspective or, or the younger blokes who may not be able to cut it, and that's no fault of their own. It's just sometimes they're just not able to take that next step. Who do you think has taken that step, but is just pretty much on their last legs and, and may need to finish up either uh, voluntarily or you know, you know told and teared. Oh, that's a tough one, Pets. Um, oh, you're not going to – everything's not easy. Everybody hates this question, but it's exactly the same as who's going to flourish, just yeah. the opposite end, the opposite end of the scale. You're not I mean, cutting them. Nixie is. I feel like uh, Frampton. <laughs> probably like, yeah, maybe Frampton or Chase yep. Jones even. Like Jones actually had a pretty good year in the in the back half last year. He uh, got his role got switched up. He was drafted as a midfielder, and Nixie put him at half back. And he didn't he didn't have a bad season, but I feel like his yeah his time could be ticking if he doesn't really amp it up. Yeah, um, he's, he's in an interesting spot, isn't he? He's going to be twenty. You know, he'll still be twenty five by the end of the young, season. Yeah, he's super young, and he's like, but he's only on eighteen games, so he hasn't been yeah. able to cement his cement his spot. And you think that well. You know, and he if was, you're in you the know, bottom team and you can't submit your spot. That's it. And he was the hot draft pick at the time and mm. hasn't really lived up to that. So, you know, we're all behind him. We all want him to succeed. but Of course we do. We will. Yep. The other one is um, Haitley, who we drafted from GWS, hasn't actually played a game of AFL with the Crows, I don't think. No. Has he played oh, one yeah. maybe? He's played a couple, I think, yeah. But, yeah, he's just been kind of stuck in the sample for ages. Oh, he's played three games. Thanks for getting those stats up, mate. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> three. He's had three. He's been stuck in the twos for quite some time, and he he hasn't been playing badly in the twos, but he just can't seem to crack into the into the twenty two. So yeah, not sure how he's going to go. I think this this question is just hard for us to answer, just purely down to what we've been saying. Our our list structure is you you the the players that are older, if they're not considered in our best 22 at the end of the year it's going to be a tough end of the year i think but that's and that's that's the thing like i know with with older clubs you know last legs just can't cut it he's fifth fifth in line etc but when you're not going well you want to see these kids play you can't make a you can't make a judgment call on what you've seen because you just haven't seen enough yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's an opposite. It's an opposite to a team like um, Geelong, etc. They're so old; they're going to be easy to figure out who is going to be finishing up over the next number of years. Yeah. But if you ask me who their who their most exciting kids are, you probably go, oh, "I've got no idea who my exciting because we've never seen them." Yeah, you know, yeah. You know when, when our when our, our 
our age bracket that we're aiming for is mid thirties. You know, if we if we got to pick somebody in early twenties, well, they're not, they're not going to get a game for fourteen years. Yeah, they, they they only get a game when they not when they play well when they turn thirty. That's how it works mm. at Geelong. Sounds so, like the twenty seventeen era of the Crows, really. Oh, <laughs> hey, listen, you listen. You you had the power stance, and no one, <laughs> no one can or will take that from you ever. No one would be broken. I thought I loved it. Again. I thought it was great. Oh, I understand <laughs> everything behind it, and it worked. It worked for a number of weeks. It just didn't work the. No, the day that uh, mattered. Yeah. The day that mattered. Yeah. All right. So if we uh, now, what's the paper over there? What's the what's the Adelaide paper? Is it the Adelaide the Times? Ad- the Advocate. All right. The Advertiser. It's at the end of round twenty three. I'm opening up the back of the Advertiser and I'm looking in there. Lauren and Sam. Here we crow. Headline. How we? What's your headline to surmise the potential of the twenty twenty two season? <laughs> Crow's woes. <laughs> oh, there we go. See a proper headline. <laughs> yeah, I know. You want to ask for a headline? That's what yeah. I want. Crow's yeah. woes. All right, not ah <laughs> oh, the demons are in or no. Nah, give me a headline. That's what a headline is. Yeah, so thank you very much for actually getting the concept. I've heard some other ones I've dealt with. I just shook. Yeah, yeah. I've heard some of your other guests, and they just give you a big old. They give yeah, me like they take it too literally. Like that's enough. Uh, crow's woes. So you're not going to get this on the Crowcast, people. Yeah. They're going to get that. They'll go in analytics. Oh, uh, the crows will be 15 and 7. No, it just – no, it Don't doesn't start work. a rivalry. Uh, no, won't. I won't start a rivalry. <laughs> you will start a rivalry. All right. Now, it's time to put, it's time to put uh, as I would say to my guests, the agates on the line. It'll be difficult there for yourself, Lauren. So we'll just put our, our – uh, our, take our minds off our own team and we're going to focus on the rest of the league here. Who's going to be the 2022 Premier? And you can give your own team if you desire. I have no issue about you being biased. Orange just says no. Um, but you can pick, uh, obviously, individually as well too, whoever you think. Go for it. Uh, after last night, I can't say anything other than Melbourne. Okay. Well, first game of round one, you're already picking it. Jeez, all right. Yeah. Well, Go on by that, you should have won it last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, true. <laughs> exactly. I reckon Brisbane might get up. I, I would love to see Brisbane get up. And, oh. uh, yeah, I hope for that. Okay. Uh, Lauren, you can leave. Uh, Sam, we'll finish <laughs> this with you. No, no, they, they, are, looking, they are looking cherry ripe, but they're going to have an interesting game this week, aren't they? Port versus... Brisbane, round one, ooh, potential prelim final. We're thinking really down the tracks here, so anything can happen. Uh, but yeah. those two teams, I can tell you, and you've probably listened, they are a genuine consensus among most people. That they're probably the two yeah. that are going to come up. Western Bulldogs have, be th- have been thrown up. Richmond have been thrown up as well. It's going to be interesting to sort of see who does take it out. But as well as that, somebody has to win the Coleman medal. Somebody has to kick the most goals in the league. Now, we know it was Mackay last year. Who do you think it's going to be this year? I'm going to start with you, Lauren. Uh, I'm going Rochelle. <laughs> Rochelle. He's Lauren. kicking 10 on t- debut, and uh, that's what's happening. So. I love it. I, I, I love it. Just Start-up kicking thing. 10 on debut. Why not? Why not? I'm like, why not? Honestly, like that's what he's known for, kicking the goals. And I feel like he could do it. Is Texas Texas ain't going to get a chance because he's got he's missing three games. That is unless yep. he comes out absolutely screaming. But um, yeah, maybe Rochelle, mm.
Hey, <laughs> he was looking mighty fine, I will say, last he night. He was really good last He was night, clunking. Yeah. He could have had five. Yeah, could have had five. Absolutely. I don't understand why he was going around the body. He, he's got oh, yeah. He's got a, 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 what are they called? A, um, a pre-kicking routine longer than uh, runway one at Melbourne Airport. He should oh, be just you. Jenkins. Oh, <laughs> Jenko. Hey, Jenko. And Jenko loves the Greyhound Licking tips. The hand. Oh, loves the dish lickers. Loves it. Oh, what about you, Sam? Who are you he's, he's a big trots fan, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he loves the trots. Um, he loves everything in the horse race. He's always on the radio over here. I don't know if he's over there. Yeah. He's always uh, over when here. No, nah, we're off nah, him now. Yeah. We're, off, we're off him now. <laughs> uh, I. I I put a I put a bet on before the season, and I put oh, Harry gamble McKay responsibly, of course. Yep. Uh, I put Harry McKay in there, so I'm just gonna. I think it's gonna be him. Mm, he's gonna go B two B. Interesting. B2B. Yeah, that's very familiar with the, I must say with both of those. Brownlow, who's going to be taking Charlie home at the end of the year? Um, and then I have another question, which you may have heard on a, a couple of the other previews as well too. But uh, who's going to take Charlie home at the end of the year? Okay. Um, I reckon Clayton Oliver. Ooh. Yep. We're, and we're about to blow smoke up bloody Peps' ass here because I'm going to say Petraka. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you now, none of them will because they'll just steal no. votes off each other. Yeah, that's the only problem. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. And it happened last year, unfortunately. But yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a massive advocate of you've got to be the best player in the worst team. Yeah. And that was... Ollie Wines to a degree last year. Who was going to take Wines votes off Wines? Nobody. Yep. So my 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 tip this year would be Jack Steele. He's secure yep. to win enough games. The only one who's going to dominate will be him. Yeah, absolutely. And you saw what he did last year. Uh, Rightio. Now the question I've been throwing out is: Is the coaches award slash MVP, which is voted on by the players, more prestigious than the Brownlow? Hundred percent. Yeah, you're saying that now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. What's what's I, I your reasoning behind it? I just don't understand why we give the the job to voting on the best player in the AFL to the umpires. I can't work it out. I've yeah. never been able to work it out. Uh, the coaches know exactly who's torn them the bits. Um, yeah. So I just think that just makes sense. It makes sense now with all the vision and so forth that they go through. I think yeah. it was just one of those things that you know when the game starts and Brownlow first comes in, probably reckon over the last twenty five years. Times have moved on from then. Times have changed as well, too. Yeah. I think you have to go back as far as we did this a few weeks ago, where Steins and Scott Wine are the last two sort of non-traditional midfor- oh, midfielders to win it. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's that's not right. Yeah. No. That's not right. It is a midfielders award. So really, it's like it's like the Anzac Day Medal. Yeah. Or the showdown medal. Only if only certain people can get it. Yeah. <laughs> that make more of it than it is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, what about you, Lauren? Do you agree, disagree? Oh, look, I don't really pay attention to, to these kind of things, to be honest, Pep, because the crews never get anywhere near any of this stuff. So, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I think what Sam says definitely has merit. Um, but I guess when you're talking on the other side of the coin, which Brownlow is the best and fairest, and who is better to choose who is the fairest player than the umpires? Mm, true. I just think, though, the fairest aspect of it, with all the cameras, with everything these days, and for what you can get pinged for, it's a, so. I do agree with the fairest, but if somebody said, "Look, we're going to drop the fairest, and if you just hold the most votes during the season, you win it," 
Yeah. I wouldn't have an sure. issue with that as I well. I do agree me. that. I don't I do not like that it is generally midfielders that get it because yeah. you know, obviously they're gonna get more of the ball in general. They're in the midfield. Um I think there's exactly. a lot of stand, there's a lot of standout players in other areas. Um that should be recognised. So, yeah. How, how can a Coleman medalist hardly poll any votes like he did last year? I, I'll never understand. I'll never get it. But that's just the way the umpires look at me, look at me, don't talk to me, stand and <laughs> just nominate the two people joining me tonight. Rightio. So there you go. Listeners, I tell you what, I, if, you haven't, if you have not subscribed to here we crow with Sam, with Lauren, and the two co-hosts who could not join us. What are their names again, Lauren? Dan and Ben. Dan, Dan's got COVID or Ben's got COVID? Dan, Dan has COVID. Ben yep. has children. So <laughs> <laughs> I've got kids, and that's why I've got a podcast. Um, so, what have you got in store for your listeners this year? We want, I want to hear about what have you got in store for them. What, what what are you looking forward to? Just give us the give us the four, tw- and you can go competition rules, which is twenty five words or less, if you like. <laughs> Oh, what do we have in store, Sam? I don't think we even know. No. Look, <laughs> awesome. We're, we're literally not nine episodes in to, to our podcast uh, in total. So, yep. yeah, it's, it's ever-evolving. Uh, we have a whole bunch of segments that we've been dreaming up over the last couple of years and getting those into effect, which has been fun. Uh, we've had a fair few players on already. We got really behind the women's team, which was good. Oh, awesome. Good. We, we were obviously in the finals of that. Uh, yeah, no, we're, we're loving it. It's been uh, fun, but it's going to evolve. You know, the best thing is, the best thing, and I've said this on most of these, is the best thing about podcasting and talking about our great game is that I get to chat with awesome people like you two about a sport <laughs> that we love, totally yeah. different states. And I can't thank you enough for that. And if you're going to show that passion like you just described then, Sam, Here We Crow is going to go off like Tony Modger on footy trips. Rightio. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, there is your 2022 Adelaide Crows Adelaide Crows season preview. Look, I do think it is going to be a challenge for you. I did pick you to finish last, but there is a bad last and there is a development last. And I think that you could be in a development last where you're going to be actually having a smile on your face seeing that brightness because that brightness will shine one day to where the glow is coming off the Premiership Cup and it hopefully will come your way. So, Sam, Lauren, from the Here We Crow podcast, I have one question and one Mm. question only, and this is it to finish it off. How do you want your footy? Lace out. You're supposed to say it with me, Sam. It's all right. You're nine episodes in. You just haven't got it yet. It's all right. I've, I've, I gave him the one, two, three. We gave him the one, two, three. Have a great night, listeners. The Crows, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all Thanks, right. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thanks for My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Place Out. Head over to iTunes and Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. And remember, join us every single Tuesday night, 8 p.m., Australian Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page with yours truly, Christopher Pepper, and the co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace, giving you your footy how you want it. Ace out. <laughs>